Coffee Book Club podcast where we're going through Book Riot's 2021 Read Harder Challenge. I'm Stephanie Cortez, and as always, I'm here with my amazing and wonderful co-host, Megan Griffin. How are you, Megan? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Very excited to talk about our books that we read and then that we read for the podcast and then that we didn't read for the podcast. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It has been definitely a good few weeks of reading. Yeah. So what did you read that was not for JVC? Uh, so I ended up reading um, Hank Green's duology. Uh, the first one is called An Absolutely Remarkable Thing, um, which I did read when it came out in 2018, but it's been three years, so I reread it. <laughs> and then I read the sequel, which is A Beautifully Foolish Endeavor. And it is a wonderful satirical book. Like it's a, like a sci-fi Mm-hmm. But it makes you think about the data and privacy that we give up to social media and mm. um, Amazon and things like that, mm-hmm. which is really cool, especially from an author who is fairly popular on uh, social medias, particularly he is like the teacher of Gen Z on TikTok now. So okay. <laughs> um, I think he's just adorable. <laughs> <clears throat> So, yeah, um, highly recommend. They're like the first books about the Carls, these like robotic statues that just kind of appear and nobody knows how or why. And it's about the uh, woman who finds them first mm-hmm. and how she basically goes from being a nobody to like one of the most famous people in the world. Oh. And then book two deals with the fallout of book one. Okay. But has more voices and I will say I took a star off because I am so picky about multiple voices <laughs> um, if I can't tell who's mm-hmm. talking we like without really super focusing your mm-hmm. characters are too closely written mm. and I had a little bit of that mm-hmm. but it wasn't terrible gotcha okay so so yeah highly recommend what did you Thanks. read between podcasts so we read a couple things. The first thing that I had mentioned, the one that I mentioned last time was The Lost, Apo- the Lost Apothecary by Sarah Yes. Pines. It was one of my books of the month and really enjoyed it. <laughs> um, basically, we've got our story from present day and then our, our, I think her name is Caroline. She discovers her husband's cheating. So she goes to London on what should have been an anniversary trip by herself. Good and for then, her. Right. And then we've got our story set in like the late 1700s 1790 something of an apothecary that dispensed poisons but the Mm -hmm. rules were very simple Um, it was for women to not be used against women i like that so caroline in present day basically stumbles upon the whole story from the 1700s and it's just it's very good like i will say i had some moments with her uh her husband that seemed a little too familiar Oh, I was like, no. oh, let's 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 transport a poison from the 1790 whatever to, to Caroline because my God, yes, <laughs> yeah, I don't want. In case you read it, we can talk. Yes, afterwards and we can talk. But it is yeah. on my TBR, taking off yeah. a couple months from Book of the Month. My TBR yeah. is no longer. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I, I will be getting it hopefully soon, yeah. maybe next yeah. month. Yeah, so. I thought it was really good. I liked. The story, like, there's definitely weaving back and forth in time. Yeah. Um, 
uh, I don't want to give too much away. So I'm just going to say that I enjoyed it. No, yeah, no, that's <laughs> enough. Now, I know yeah. you said you have something else, but um, mm-hmm. I wanted to do a diviner's check really quick. Have you read any more or I, anything? I have not. Okay, no, that's cool. I, I just, yeah. I want to do a check because I'm so excited to talk about this. Tim is almost done or about halfway done with book four. And, oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm like, behind. <laughs> it has been a lot of fun. So, like, um, the other night we sat down. I was like, so who do you think is going to survive to the end? And he gave me the oh. list of people that, like, if they don't survive, he won't speak to me anymore. So, uh, Uh-oh. Yeah, there's a part in book three where I got a text where he was like, I am so mad at you right now. But then he was like, but it's okay because it's going to get resolved. And... Uh, Memphis is going to heal them. And then he's like, I'm not speaking to you for a Oh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, goodness. So, yeah. But what else did you not, what else did you read not for the podcast? I was about to say, what else myself. did you not read? Right. <laughs> so many things. <laughs> um, I actually, after I finished... Cemetery Boys, whatever. Mm-hmm. I finished what we did read for the podcast. I jumped into another book of the month, but the one that just arrived, The Silent Patient. <laughs> um, this one caught my eye. <laughs> basically, um, we have a woman who is found guilty of shooting her husband five times in the face. This one does. Murdering him, obviously. And uh, then she doesn't speak after that. Like, she just goes silent she will not speak and so it's about a therapist trying to get through to her and help her and trying to unravel what really happened and i did not see the reveal coming mm-hmm. like the the true story of everything that happened and i i it I, it had me guessing the whole time of so and so was involved and this person and then okay maybe she did it by herself and then nope maybe she didn't and then this and i was just all over the place. I will say everyone I suspected was a man, though. Every man that I was introduced yeah. to, I was like, you're That's... shitty. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel I don't that. know how you got out of the house in time before the cops got there, but... <laughs> yeah, I, I feel that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but when the when the truth comes out, it was such that I wasn't expecting it. So I, I really enjoy when a book can really have me all over the place, and yeah. then I am incorrect. <laughs> That's about good. About it <laughs> so that's another one that i recommend another one i don't want to say too much about but i read it in like a day i think i started it did i start it friday and then finish it saturday that's something amazing. like that yeah a lot of fun well not really fun but like a lot of fun in terms of the trying to guess the truth and like when it happened just sitting there reading with my jaw literally on the floor like <laughs> what <laughs> welcome to the world of thrillers yes they're looked down upon because women yes. love them, but God. they're so this good. Definitely a psychological thriller that will, I think, keep you guessing. <laughs> Wonderful. So here yes. for it. I have a coworker who's actually reading it today after getting her second <laughs> shot. So I will be checking in with her, if not later, tomorrow to see how she did and what she, uh, what she thinks. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so... Our challenge for this week was to read a romance by a trans or non-binary author. And we went with Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas. And I had not read this. Had you read this or anything no, by no. Aiden? Okay. I, this is their debut novel. Mm-hmm. And I knew a bunch of people read it in the fall mm-hmm. um, when it came out. Because it was kind of on my radar. Like, the cover's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And... um. 
I had to keep reminding myself like this was supposed to be a romance because I'm sitting here being like, this is this is all spooky and wonderful. Yes. Um, but yeah, a lot of people talked really highly about it. So I actually got the ebook of this months ago and just oh. hadn't read it. Uh, what about you? I had not. Um, the summary really caught me, and then the the cover. I mean, yeah. I didn't know who she was, but now having read the book, I know it's it's Lady Death behind these two young men standing there like and it just she looks a little creepy but also like super regal mm-hmm. so i'm like i want to know your story and it's just the beautiful i love the beautiful reds yes reds reddish purple that's in it it um, feels so fall it that you know that's that's what it is and you know how i love fall so that's Same. that's what it is <laughs> like it's it's the perfect red the moon is the perfect yellow Mm-hmm. It's like genuinely, this cover art is gorgeous, and also, yeah. um, the fact that Yadriel on the cover mm-hmm. um, looks—I don't know—like the whole discussion of the binder. I'm like, I can like, yeah. and maybe this is because there's so much talk about a binder, and plus, my roommate wears a binder that I'm just mm-hmm. like, maybe it's not supposed to look like he's wearing a binder, but I got that feel from mm-hmm. it. I don't know. I, I really, really like it. Yes. And he looks so determined. Yes. And maybe that's me like transferring after like reading or projecting after reading yeah. the book and knowing what his story is and Julian behind him. And But he looks so determined, like I'm going to do this. And <sighs> yes, the candles behind them on the ground and the gravestone or the, the yeah, the grave, the, the stone, the, the headstones. <laughs> headstones. Yes. Yes. Yeah. This is a beautiful cover. Yes. So what'd you think of the book? Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, for those who don't know me, um, or I, I don't talk a ton, but you probably know that I have a roommate. Um, my roommate is transmasculine, non-binary. Um, and a lot of the family stuff in this book is something that he's been going through. Um, and... I had to pause a couple times because I was Mm. like, I want to throw a punch at someone's family. (laughs) I don't know whose, but it's going to happen because, yeah, yeah, we'll get into more of that later. Um, But outside of that, I really, truly enjoyed this book. Mm -hmm. Uh, What about you? I also really enjoyed this book. It um, takes place right around Dia de Muertos, so... Mm -hmm. It definitely, I was picturing like, I mean, the book, the way it's written, I can absolutely 100% picture the vibrant colors, the decorations, the ofrendas, the marigolds. But I was also thinking of Coco. Yeah. Which, another thing that this has in common with Coco is, I don't cry when I read books, really. (laughs) Cried. (laughs) Like, tears just streaming at the end. And then, usually what I do is I read the book and then I'll go back and flip through it and take some notes. I reread some of the stuff at the end. Cried again. <laughs> yeah, I made the mistake of um, the last few chapters reading on my way to my grandmother's birthday lunch. Oh, no. Oh, no. <sighs> so many tears. Oh. I had to be like, I can't look like I've been crying. Right. <laughs> <sighs> it's just, it was, it was beautiful. I'm going to read this book over and over and over again, I think. I, like, kind of want a sequel. Um, oh, I want a movie. I yeah. want a series. I want something because there were so many parts that I could picture 
vividly and mm-hmm. was like, I need to see this. Like, I need to see this, like, on a screen. doesn't have to be a big screen. It could be, like, a series. Maybe a series just to, so we could take yeah. episodes out of it. But, like, yeah. I need it. I will say I was a little apprehensive just reading the book description, the summary of mm-hmm. it, is essentially that Yadriel uh, can summon ghosts and, like, they're... Spirits, they say spirits. Spirits, you're right. The back cover says, or the book description on Goodreads says ghosts, but yeah. it is spirits. It's when Julian calls himself a, a ghost, and they're like, no, no, we say spirit. We say spirits. <laughs> um, and, you know, is in this world. And then, it like, it talks about how he summons the wrong spirit mm-hmm. and summons, um, um, oh, shit, I'm totally blanking on his name. Julian. Julian. Helmet. Instead of his, yeah, instead, uh, of, his instead of his cousin, and it, he's supposed to be the bad boy. And I was like, please don't. I just, and I should have, knowing that the author is non-binary, I should mm-hmm. have had more faith, because there was a lot of things in this that I was like, this, in the wrong hands can go the wrong way. And yeah. I was like, I really don't want to read a story about a kid who has felt uncomfortable in school, or has even been bullied, which I'm not. A hundred percent. Oh, no, he definitely has. I forgot because he can see ghosts. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was worried that it was going to be his tormentor and it was mm. going to be a case of a queer kid falling in love with his tormentor, which I oh, think is no. a terrible trope that happens too frequently. Oh, that would have been awful. Because it's like, I'm bullying you because I'm closeted. That's yeah. not an excuse. No, it's not. So God. it did not go that direction, thankfully. Yeah. I, um, there's some, so I'm half Peruvian. Mm -hmm. I took Spanish class, fourth grade through 12th grade. And then again, in college, I really should speak more Spanish because I am half Peruvian. Fair. (laughs) It's not something we speak a lot at home. Um, something I've always disliked about the language, feminine versus masculine. Mm -hmm. If it ends in a, it's feminine. If it's masculine, it's O. But if you're talking about a mixed group of boys and girls, the default is the masculine. It's the O. And I've always hated that. So reading about this, I was like, yeah, reading about this and that basically in this culture, in this community, this family, the girls are always brujas and they can heal. Mm -hmm. The boys are always brujos and they can summon spirits and then help release them into the afterlife. There is no cross. Yeah. You know, whatever. I was like, this could, this is going to be a really great way to look at why do things need to be fucking masculine versus feminine? Why do we I need agree. to divide things? And the default needs to not be masculine, which when they talk about it's the Brujex mm-hmm. community instead of Brujos. And I loved that they did this. I Same. love that the author did that, that it's an X at the end instead of the O. Does Spanish have, so in French, it's you, me, you, he, she, and then the singular they, which is all. And then we, they, and then plural, a group of guys and a group of girls or a group of mm-hmm. people. Yep. Um, does that exist in Spanish too? Is there that singular they pronoun? Yeah, I guess let's see. Cause it's, well, sort of, kind of. It's el or ella is him or her. Mm-hmm. And then usted is the singular, but it's the formal okay. you. So I could be saying that to you, a man, or you, a woman, and I would use usted gotcha. like, for, like, my grandmother. Like, yeah. it's, it's the formal. Um, 
And actually, for the plural of the formal of them is ustedes. It's es. There is not over a. It's es. So that's okay. actually like neutral. You don't. You wouldn't necessarily know based on that 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 word if I'm talking about a man or a woman. But if I was saying the singular el or ella or the group of boys, it'd be ellos or as ellas. I but am... then if it's sorry, go ahead. But if it's mixed, if it's boys and girls, it's ellos. It's, it's... Yeah, I, I really hated learning it in French when it was like, it can be a hundred girls, but if there's a baby boy in that group, then it is going to be a masculine group. That's, yeah, that's Spanish. And I am really curious, um, because English doesn't gender things. Well, uh, <coughs> English does in a different way. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. in the actual language, it's it's less apparent. And I am curious with all the discussion of gender and binaries and everything going on right now if Spanish and French and other Latin based gendering languages Mm -hmm. if they're having these conversations and I'm curious what those conversations are becoming like I'm assuming that's where uh, um, Latinx comes from yeah so yeah when I learned what that was I was like oh thank you yeah (laughs) you know it makes a lot of sense it does. But then I feel like you always get the people who are just like, well, what's the problem? This is how it's always been. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Like men or women saying that. Yeah. You know, but like, let's let's evolve. There's a TikToker who like goes on to people's lives mm-hmm. and like always asks, what's your pronouns? And it's hilarious. The people who are just like, I don't do pronouns. And it's like, yeah, you do. What do you mean you don't do? <laughs> yeah, I you mean, do. For then I guess. If the person presents as a woman, you could say, okay, so he said that he doesn't do pronouns and then see yes. how they respond. Because exactly. it's probably going to be, ah, or the opposite, you know. And there are people that get, like, block people if you ask. Americans are the worst. We're just the worst. Lord. <laughs> I also, okay, so I love where this story starts. Mm-hmm. So I remembered the summary. I, mem- I remember that Yadriel knows that he's a boy. He's a brujo. He knows that that's what is supposed that's that's him. That's him. He's not a healer. He's not a bruja. Um, when we get the the full thing about at their their quince's their fifteenth birthday, they go through the ceremony. Lady Death will bless them with their gift. Mm-hmm. His was put on hold after like indefinitely, basically after he came out. And we start with him and his cousin Maritza breaking into the church, and they're doing that, or he's doing that ceremony on his own. <laughs> I did love that. Yes, we're diving right in. Um, but how lonely is that? Like, there is a moment where they talk about that, where he thinks to himself, like, usually his family would be here, his friend, well, friends in the community that are in the know of this community would be there. It'd be a whole thing. And he's by himself in the middle of the night with his cousin. Yeah. His cousin who's always got his back. But, like, how shitty. Yeah. yeah. There is a part, because, so I did this in audio book, mm-hmm. um, oh, because I started yes. it. While hiking, mm-hmm. and um, which is really cool. Um, the audiobook is done by Avi Roquet, if I remember correctly, who is also transgender Latinx. Yes. So um, I think that's really fucking cool of the publisher mm-hmm. to, you know, embrace that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there was an interview between the two of them at the end, the author and the, the narrator. Um I was going somewhere. Oh, so there's a part where I'm listening and 
Yadriel got dead named, but mm-hmm. I missed the dead name. And I was sitting there and I was like, do I go back? And I was like, you know what? No. Like, I don't want to know. It's just like, Is I the don't. De- the dead name does get said. It I, gets I don't know. Does it? Because, like, I, I didn't know if I missed it, but I know that, they, like, he says something about being dead named. And he talks about it. When his grandmother was. Because his grandmother. Grandmother made a comment and was like, but you will always be my baby girl. And I was like, this mm-hmm. is the point that I cannot give my this book to my yeah. roommate ever or it will just be tears. Yeah. Um, because right before that, his grandmother is trying to get him to go do basically what the brujas, what the girls are doing. <laughs> And he like snaps and yells, "Soy Yadriel!" Like he yells, "I am Yadriel!" Which like I'm, I'm not a girl, um, I'm me. And that's when she, that's what she responds to. But I don't think she called him okay by his dead name. I don't remember learning what it is. And okay. then later, when Julian updates the the yearbook, it's not mentioned. Yeah. Okay, that makes either. me feel better. It also kind of makes sense. Like I love it. Someone who's gone through this wouldn't dead name. <laughs> their own character so yeah that makes me feel better because i was like i missed it yeah yeah but yeah that's yeah <sighs> this book yeah um so basically he does this ceremony and then immediately they can feel their cousin dying like a violent yeah that's another cool thing too about this community that they can feel yeah. each other but then when one dies in, in such a violent, as we then learn, like they can tell from the feeling they got was that it was a very violent death. Yes. Um, and then when we learn what happened, it's yet confirmed. Um, but that's also, that's very cool. But yeah, like they finished the ceremony, they're about to head, and then boom, like we are, yeah. we are right in it. <laughs> I like the description of, so Yadriel lives in a house in a cemetery, yeah. which fucking rules. And um, <laughs> there are ghosts in the cemetery. So we kind of learn mm-hmm. like the resident ghosts, one of which is the former gardener. There's like a couple that's yeah. always fighting. Yes. I just really enjoy Playing this. his guitar. Yes. <laughs> the, kid, the little girls running around. Yes. The twins that'll play yes. hide and seek. And yeah. Yeah. It's, you're right. It definitely had a cocoa feel. But yeah. in a very different way. Yeah, because they're there all the time. Yeah. Like they, they can sense those spirits like all the time because those are spirits who have not moved on to the afterlife yet. And when it's time, the brujos will help them do that by severing their tether to like the, a phys- they have a tether to a physical object. They'll sever that and then they'll go on. But then I also really liked how if a spirit hangs out for too long they'll go maligno they'll go bad yeah and then the like instead of them saying hey it's time for me to go like we get to see a woman say it's her time to pass on and it's a very like she says goodbye to her daughter and it's you know very nice we get to then we do get to see when tito goes maligno and it's scary yeah it's like he's not him anymore it's like kind of a monster has taken over and it's terrifying it is i do so I this is me questioning that I I don't know if this is I just missed this or not but do all ghosts eventually turn is it that kind of world? I don't I think if they all stay for too long they could. Okay. Um but the thing was that Yadio was telling Julio that it could have or Julio Julian that it really varies from spirit to spirit. Um when how long it would take cuz Tito had been around for a few years by this point. Right. Um and it happened to him. But then there's that woman 
that we get to see i think it's either maybe his brother or his dad someone d- releases her because she's mm-hmm. like yeah it's time so she wasn't she didn't go go bad okay um, because she 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 was like it's time for me to go she was ready she moved on so she wasn't around long enough for it to actually happen to her but it could happen is the sense i got yeah. if you stick around for too long yeah I, I couldn't quite tell if it was a it will happen it's just a matter of time or if it was like a you're just kind of rolling the dice maybe it yeah. won't ever happen yeah because um, um, like there, it's not, it's, the sense I got was the spirits aren't really meant to stay there forever so they do need to right. move on one way or the other hopefully it's like that woman who it was, she said it was her time exactly, to go yeah. you know um, and then for Dia de Muertos they can come back but only that, okay. the Bruex. Yes, only the Bruex community, their people can come back. Which I I wish there was more discussion of like how to join this community. Like I feel right. like Jules would eventually just join. Like, can I be? Can you can you adopt me? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> is it a family thing or is it a community thing? Because like yeah. I know that for the most part we hear about just as kind of immediate family. Um, but also his dad is in charge of this community. It mm-hmm. feels bigger than yeah, just one family. I get the sense that it's family, like blood family from basically his father's we, line. Yeah, basically that lineage. Yeah. Because um, I love the story that gets told mm-hmm. of the jaguar god and how... Um, he basically tricked or tricked or convinced people to let him into the land of the living. And then he was also like, and now you got to give me human sacrifices. And then right. Lady Death comes and she's like, no, no, <laughs> gets rid of him. Go away. And, yes. And she destroyed all the, um, he he gave his followers la, the thing that the grandmother was looking for, like, la, la de Jaguar. I feel like I'm saying that wrong. But the Jaguar Claw. Yes. Um, but she gave one to the family who helped her defeat him. Mm-hmm. So my, and then since it was his grandmother's, okay. I got so, the sense yeah. that it just got passed down. But like, you know, the family branches off. Yeah. All over the place. I mean, you'd have to have people marrying in and stuff. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Um, Plus his uncle said that like they were dying out. That's true. He did. So. So I don't know. Or the magic. The magic has been diluted because like back in the day, the brujas could bring people back from the dead. Yes. And now they can't. Um, and so it's yeah, even the to the point because his uncle is the older brother. He should have been the one to take over the community, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have powers. Right. So Which, when it got mentioned that his dad, that he was older, I was like, well, then why is he not in charge? And then that ha- and I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> so, oh, dear. One of the one of the reviews that I read or like because I like to skim through people who my friends who have read it was mm-hmm. like. It's very clear who the villain is. And I was like, once it revealed, I was like, this makes the most sense. But also. She's totally who I suspected after a little while with okay. Dio Catrice. Once we learn that Dio doesn't have any power um, and the grandmother can't find La Gata, the, mm-hmm. the jaguar claw, I was like, well, it's got to be someone who knows about it and who would know about it, who would True. want to summon a god to, to maybe get powers. some favors, it's his uncle. And that's when I messaged you that if this happens, I'm going to be devastated because his uncle 
has always accepted him for who he is. Mm-hmm. And they've sort of been like outcasts together in a little way since Yadriel came out. Right. Um, because he has no power. Yadriel can't go through the ceremony. And they've just like, he's always been there for him. Um, and they have a great relationship and you can tell that. Mm-hmm. And so as the grandmother keeps looking for this jaguar claw, I was like, Oh, for fuck's sake. It's <laughs> like, I went, I told George, I was like, and I explained it to him. And I said, if this happens, I'm going to be devastated. And then I messaged you. And then I kept reading. And then before work that day, and then I got to that part and I was like, well, I'm devastated. <laughs> I walked back into the room to George and I was like, no, I was right. Yeah. There and was a moment that I should have registered that it was him because mm-hmm. he looks devastated or upset when Yadriel's like, no, I did it. I'm a Brugo. And I'm like, I, that, I should have clocked it then. I definitely mm. should have. But I I think I was too confused because simply by the fact that it was supposed to be a romance book by a non-binary or transgender author. And I kept being like, this is a murder mystery, guys. Like, what? <laughs> Who killed Miguel? Who killed Who Miguel? Killed Julian? Yes. <laughs> Where is Miguel? <laughs> why can't, why can't nobody see his ghost? Yeah. Why? I felt like, so, we get that scene where Yadriel has his uh, his portaje. We didn't talk about the portajes. The, mm-hmm. the guys always have daggers, usually, because they have to se- literally sever the right. tether. And the girls usually have, the brujas usually have the rosary. So, he, I also love that Meritza is the one who made him his. That yes. her dad is always making the daggers. Her and mom she- doesn't think it's appropriate for girls to learn, but she's like, fuck that, I'm doing this. Yes learns and secretly makes him a badass dagger these kids and also she is a bit of the black sheep as well because she uh so all of these daggers and rosaries have a small drop of blood in them um there is animal sacrifice involved in um becoming one uh, a brujax and she's vegan from like basically birth almost like very young age she was like i'm not doing this or the and healing. The healing is what needs the animal. Because yes. they have to, like, stick themselves to yes. become. It's the, And then she's like, she's not going to heal. But I thought it was interesting she kind of went through the ceremony. Yeah, cause, but her whatever is supposed to hold a drop of blood doesn't hold anything. It's empty. Yes. Yeah. So she could heal. Yes. But she's choosing not to because of her, yes. her beliefs. Which, like, um, I got a lot of thoughts when it comes to vegans. They tend to be very annoying people. That's including the vegans in my life. Uh, sorry if you're listening. Um, just because, I mean, I, I do have some vegan friends that it's not their whole identity. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's how I felt here as well. Like Mm -hmm. occasionally I was like, you lean a little too hard into it, but then it was, it, you know, she had a personality outside of veganism. It it wasn't just that. Yeah. Yeah. But she makes him his dagger. He goes to the ceremony and then there's the one night where his uncle sees him holding it. Yes. And his dad's about to walk in. And so his uncle knows what it is immediately. And he just drops the box that he's handling to, like, cause a, just like a little bit of a chaos mm-hmm. and to take the attention to him instead of so that, yeah, they all could put it away. Yeah. Um. So I thought, like, I don't know. I kind of I, I, I got the sense when I was thinking, oh, God, it's his uncle. <laughs> and his uncle's going to be like, you understand why I'm doing this. Look what you had to go yes. through. Which and is exactly kind of, what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I was like, yeah, but 
Castillo, me going through the ceremony by myself is a lot different than murdering four people. Yeah. <laughs> Kidnapping and murdering yeah. four people. Which I'm assuming, <laughs> the, so there's four sacrifices, mm-hmm. two of which are never named, mm-hmm. but given um, Jules's friends. Yeah, what they and, say. And the discussion of like, there have been kids on the street have gone missing. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, this is awful. <laughs> Yeah, and his uncle, he picked people, kids, that he figured no one would miss. Yeah. And would just assume they ran away. Diabolical. Yeah. Before then, it seemed like his uncle was a great guy. Yes. (laughs) Which, okay, so now I have a question. So, Yadriel walks up on his uncle and his dad talking. And his uncle is talking about... Is it like accepting differences or because his uncle is talking about how they're dying out. The magic within Mm -hmm. them is dying out and they need to. The way it's phrased is at the time you think he's talking about accepting Yadriel and letting him go through his quinces. But his and his dad's like, no. No, I know that has to be what I'm trying like thinking out loud of. Could it have been something about the Jaguar God? But I think his dad would have shut that shit down if that's what. I thought his brother was actually going to do. Would have shut it down harder or like been like absolutely not blending that or taking that risk or something is. Yeah. Yeah. So he had had to be talking about. Yeah. About Yadriel. Okay. Yeah. I don't think his dad had any idea. I also think that (laughs) the end is cleaned up a little too nicely for someone (laughs) like. Yeah. I have questions. Like so many questions. Yeah. What do you, what? Like, how do you explain this? Like, that, just how do you explain this? Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Can we talk about the humor? Because I love Julian. Yes. Yes. Julian made me laugh so much. <laughs> I, at first, because I, I was really, like, I, this book, in some ways, falls in, well, it doesn't fall into the shit's Creek, but, like, I needed to trust the author, and it. Yeah, I do need we got to. An evil uncle. <laughs> yeah, I do need to reread this book, knowing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Julian is not his tormentor in any capacity. Yeah, okay. Because until they go and start talking to the soccer girls at school, mm-hmm. I just was like, "This is your tormentor. Stop being nice to this guy who is tormenting you." Like, mm-hmm. or like, you have to give me some clue that this guy is not, yeah. you know, one of Yadriel's tormentors. And instead, it just sounds like they were two ships that just never crossed paths. Yeah, that they didn't really. Yeah. But, like, also, I reread that part when I was, like, flipping back through again and knowing Julian's story mm-hmm. and then reading what those kids were saying about him and oh, his dad yeah. and his mom. Oh. And his, oh, a little heartbreaking. Yeah. But he, uh, but when he so great. He is when he first shows up. I did chuckle a little bit because I was like, uh-oh, because Benitza and Yadriel did not prepare for having to tell a spirit that they were dead. Yes. And that's exactly what happened. Julian was like, how did I get to a church? Would you bring me to a church? What's going on? And then his hand passes through something. Sure and it's like, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he doesn't, Julian doesn't want to stay in the church. He's like, it's haunted. They're like, it's not haunted. He's like, if I'm in it, it's haunted. <laughs> it's like, you know. You're not wrong. One point for you. <laughs> You're not wrong. Right, you're not wrong. But just a lot of things that I can picture, like physical comedy, like when he mm-hmm. goes to roll into a sarcophagus to hide when yes. Yadiel's dad comes and he rolls out freaking out because he was just next to a <laughs> dead body. Or when 
he goes to school with them. Yes. And he screams in someone's face who can't hear him because no one can see these spirits unless they're part of the Rukuhik's community. And Yadriel, like, drops his book and yes. jumps really bad. I just... It would be Julian. great on a screen. Yes. Or him asking a million questions that first night. <laughs> yes. Oh, we learned quickly the answer to do go sleep is no. No, they do not. They sit there and practice moving things all night like a fucking cat. That's all well, I can think of. It's just like yes. batting things back and forth. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that is a great comparison, actually. <laughs> Julian is like, because Yadriel has a cat. Yes. We, oh, the cat's name. What was the cat's uh, name? Percasso. Oh, yeah. Percasso. Percasso. Yes. 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 P- I'm like, Picasso, per, but per. Percasso. Percasso. And this was a cat that Yadriel's mom was like, let's practice your healing powers. Mm-hmm. Uh, he tries to heal. It backfires. It and hurts the cat. Yes. Which, oh, the trauma. Yes. But... The cat is okay. Mom heals right. cat Mom. quickly, and um, Yadriel makes friends with the cat. Like they're they're great. Yeah, that's his cat now. Yeah, but that was basically his mother figuring out she mm-hmm. didn't have a daughter. Mm-hmm. So because he he came out to Maritza first. Yes, came out as Mom. queer and then came mm-hmm. out as yeah, yeah. Then to his mom, and then she helps him explain to dad and the brother. Right. Um, but his mom passed away. And I do like that, like, he didn't get his quinceañera. Quince. Quince. Okay. He didn't get his quince because they were in the process of figuring out kind of what to do and how to tell the family. This super Catholic family, like, I get that. And, like, it wasn't that they necessarily denied him. It was more of... Mom was trying to convince everybody that this is true and real and this is what's happening. And dad just kind of was like, I'm not ready to have this conversation after she died. Which dad's still shitty. Yeah, still shitty. And like, I also was just like, okay, but you know what a great way to prove if you're right or wrong is, is to do the quince because either Lady Death is going to give him the gift of healing or the gift of being a brujo or nothing. Yeah. And we know what happened because he did it by himself and he got his yes. his gift um, of working with spirits. Like, like, it's a very easy way to solve this. Yes. If we just want, like, I realize there's way more to a lot, of, like, I don't know, being in denial. Digesting Although, because, like, his dad calls him Yadriel. He doesn't call he does. him by whatever the dead name was. But, but he, he, for, he forgets. Yes. Because when he tells him to go with the other women. Yes. Or other slights like that. It's yeah. and it happens a few times, and it's it very does, much like once. a. Do you call him Yadriel because out of respect, or are you doing it mm-hmm. to not make waves on a regular basis? Right. It seems like maybe the to not make waves, but mm-hmm. you don't fully believe that he's correct in saying right. that he's a boy. Right. And I do have to agree with Julian in the end, like. Mm. Yadriel is free to choose whatever he wants to do and that's his family and I'm not going to say like you are wrong for forgiving your family Mm -hmm. but also Julian's right they needed to grovel a bit more at the very least like yeah something yeah 
because he also like it's one of like they become friends obviously they become more than friends it's a romance mm-hmm. um but it's definitely one of those things of being angrier for your loved one than yes. they are for themselves yes um but like it's it's that first is it the first night i think it's the first night in in yadriel's bedroom when he's talking to him about like okay so we're doing this and i'm gonna let you send me off and it's gonna help you prove to your family but like didn't summoning me doing your ceremony and then having the ability to summon me shows that you're a brujo like right. are you doing this for yourself are you doing it for them because yeah the doesn't think it's enough he thinks he needs to like be able to do because he does process. try yeah that's the other he does try to cut the tether but something stops him we learn later it's the whole thing bullshit that yeah. his uncle's doing exactly um but yeah he's like is it enough for, or not enough for your family or is it you right like you need to see that you can do this I also like that Julian, like, because they're like, I don't remember exactly what happens, but he says something along the lines of, like, go, I've got to go with her or I've got to stay in her room or something. And they are instantly like, he, transgender, and he goes, okay, okay, cool. And it's never, ever, like, he never thinks otherwise. Maritza is immediately like, is this going to be a problem? Because she will kick your ass if you fuck with her cousin. And he's like, no. And he seems a little offended and defensive. And we learn why later because of who his chosen family is. Um, But it it really is never a problem. Exactly. It's never, he never makes fun of him. Um, At one point he's like, this, this sucks. Like this sucks that you have to go through this. Mm -hmm. And Yadiel's like, yeah, it does. And he gets to talk to him a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, Marita is, is she's amazing and I, I do like the whole there's all these discussions of things that in some ways I was like it's cool to hear because this is what as an, someone who is cis het no not het someone who is a cis woman mm-hmm. should be doing as an ally and it's correcting when people screw up someone's pronouns yeah. so that they don't have to always carry that and right um, you know, being the person to step up and just help carry that weight. Yeah. Yeah. I also love too and Julian they're they're going through the yearbook to look for pictures of his friends mm-hmm. so that um even though he says my friends won't be at school, so this way if they are at school, Yadriel will recognize them. Yes. And he they find Julian's picture and, he, and so he's like, Yeah, let's see yours and yeah, the like, nope, not not doing this, putting the book away, done. But then because Julian's learned how to kind of master a little bit of his, his spiritness, he can pick he can pick things up and he's able to pick up the yearbook, find the picture, and cross out the name that's incorrect and put Yadriel. And I was so like, sweet. ah <laughs> So the sweet. concentration that must have taken. Right. <laughs> the dead the determination to do this for your friend, you know? It like that was hard because I'm like but I don't know, are you a good guy or not? Are you a tormentor? Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I do need to reread this knowing yeah. that now. Um, I also love, too, when Julian points out at some point, I can't remember when it is, that it that Yathriel cannot possibly be the first yes. trans yes. individual to be born into this family. Like, exactly. Can't be. Yeah, no, I agree. And I do, and that, I wonder if they, a lot of the people who maybe didn't get powers or whatever, or people that weren't ready to accept mm. who they are. Not yeah. necessarily the uncle. The uncle just didn't get him because he's fucking evil. But. 
or became evil because he didn't get them. I don't know which is the chicken <laughs> and the egg. That you know, I think true. he became evil because he didn't get them. I think because it's like I like the idea of Lady Death being like, mm, "There's something bad in you, Ooh, and we maybe. don't want to enhance that." I could see that. I read it more like he didn't get the powers, and then A was jealous. Like, yeah, this is something you're led to believe you like your whole life that you're girl as you grow up that you're gonna get to do. No one gets to do it, but then also like jealousy and embarrassment because little brother is now the leader. Yeah, and I also can't even help. I can't even do anything. Either way, it he's comes evil. down to like <laughs> nature versus nurture. Yeah, which way do we want to go with this? Yeah, both of them have issues. The end result is he's he's a murderer. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. Um, I I like the school. Like I like. In some ways, okay, this book for me was not one that I just like had to get through or like couldn't turn off. Mm-hmm. Because in some ways it felt like it was dragging just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Love the story and everything, but like, I, I don't know. For me, I was like, I can kind of tell this is a debut novel, mm-hmm. and but I also really like that they did the school stuff. It's just occasionally I was like, this is a murder mystery. We need to solve the murder mystery. For, I I felt like Julian when he's like, you're going to school. Like we have to find my friend. Well, his concern is we have to find my friends, and I'm like. You're hiding a dead boy in yeah. your bedroom in a family that can can actually see him. Yes. Like, you got to figure this shit out and then also figure out where Miguel is, the cousin, where his spirit is and, and solve this. But, yes. you know, he's a teenager. He's got to take a math test. <laughs> it's very real. And I get it. I get it. You got like, got to gotta take that test. <laughs> There's a line that just came back to me that I just realized how terrible Mm -hmm. it is. Because, so, Yadriel is gay. Mm -hmm. And at one point says that his family is more accepting of him being gay than Maritza being vegan because Mm -hmm. to them that's straight. And I'm just putting that together. Yep. Yep. I forgot. I wanted to talk about Uh, that too. His family's terrible. (sighs) Except for Maritza. She is not. <laughs> we got one good one, his cousin. Like, oh, that was, yeah. Because, like, I like his mom died less than a year ago because this will be the first Dia de Muertos where she can yes. come visit, where he'll get to see her. She died in a car accident. Yes. I, I wonder how things would have gone if she hadn't died. Like, what the family, just, I mean... I, like, it's kind of like if they just let him do the ceremony, it would have proven yeah. that he's a brujo. Like, there'd be no story to tell. But I like I wonder. It does make me wonder, like, what the family dynamics would have been. I don't know. I feel like even if she couldn't convince him to let to, to do the ceremony, she would have been with them, like with the two teenagers. Right? Like, yeah, she would have been the one doing the blood and stuff or whatever mm-hmm. for him. And because yeah. I think he had to do that technically yeah. himself. But or whatever, she would have yeah, been, been there to heal. Oh. She would have been there to heal his tongue. Yes, because he has to, like, stab his yeah. tongue to do the ceremony. Although maybe you're not supposed to heal that part. I don't know. But I, no I feel like that. I feel like you're 100% right. Mom would have been in the church. Yes. And then would have been 100% like, I told you so. Yes. And also, like, depending on how long this would have gone on for, I could totally see this causing a rift between her and her husband. Yes. Because. You gotta accept your kids. Mom was on board. Yeah. Like. 
But also, <sighs> Mom had proof. They all had proof. I mean, I know they all weren't there for the story with the cat, but like, she wouldn't lie. True, and that I guess she didn't try to hide that story either. No, the cat came home with them. True. <laughs> but I mean, she could have just been like, we killed a cat. This is now our right. cat. Although, but I don't know that she told them. I don't know if she would have told them the whole truth be- at the time. Right. Because it's not hers to tell. It, that That's, yeah, that was my where my brain was going is mm-hmm. like, if... Yadriel was not ready to talk about it then. Right. But then after could have been like, yes, and here's how I knew this whole time right. because this happened. Yeah. But I am curious if that, if proof hadn't come that way, how on board mm-hmm. she would have been. I am curious. We have nothing to support either argument. And right. I'm going to choose to believe that if right. her child came to her and said, I am transgender. I am your son, that she would have been like, cool. Do you want pancakes Mm -hmm. or French toast this morning? Yeah. Although, because I don't know why I thought that his quinces was put on hold indefinitely. It was because mom died. If I remember. It was because mom died. Yeah, they were, they definitely put it, the first one on hold, simply because they were trying to sort and tell and, you know, get Convince the family. And I think also he refused to do it as a bruja. Yeah. Oh, entirely was part that. Of yeah. It too. Um, but I do. F- there was, and I can't exactly remember the line. I could try to find it. Um, but the vibe I got was that mom was working on family before the next one, and yeah, like or it was a process that she was working on. And her dying, or maybe it's just that her dying set it back even further. I don't, maybe that's what it, all it was. Maybe. It's just, mm, trying to, okay, because he is 16. Okay, then yeah, so it would be the next one. Because if, I, for some reason I was thinking he was 17. Oh, I can't find it. I'm just finding like the indefinitely, he was 14 when he came out to his mom. So he was 14 when he came out. So for his next birthday, they could have done it. But he refused to be presented to Lady Death for his quinces as a bruja, and they wouldn't let him go through it as a brujo. It wouldn't work, they told him. Just because he said he was a boy, that didn't change the way Lady Death gave her blessings. Okay, that is, okay, we're going to have to go back to the end when Lady Death makes an appearance and calls him her son. Yes! I was just like, okay. A god has said it now. So can we just... Family, can we get on board? What other proof do you need? Even though, honestly, him saying it should have been enough. Okay. Because it's so... In chapters two, there is a part where his ceremony is put on hold because... And that they... Rexus thought he was a product of dilution of magic slowly working its way through the lineage, but Yadriel and his mom knew the truth. Um, she bought him the first binder. So I thought he was a product of good lord, this family. Yeah, I'm. But so if, if we don't, if you've had people in the past who can't do magic, 
I mean, his uncle, one generation up, can't do magic. So it's not, it doesn't sound like it's that out of the ordinary. So, but Right. I'm curious, though, if in the past people just blamed it on, oh, I'm one of those diluted people. I can't yeah. do it because they didn't, they weren't, didn't feel safe to be who they are. We don't also, we also don't, like, we, we see him and his dad. We don't see him and his brother Diego interact a lot. And I'm curious how Diego responded. Yeah. And treats him. I kind of wish that was explored a little more. Do we even know how much older his brother is? Um, well, I didn't highlight it, so I don't know. <laughs> it's a good question. Let's see here. Because you're right, like, I genuinely forgot he had a brother. Mm-hmm. He's mentioned a few times. He's off with the other brujos looking for Miguel and all that, but we don't get a lot. Yeah, I don't think we even, like, get a range of how much... But Diego had a gaudy uh, dagger. I did forget about that. Yeah. Yes, the gaudy dagger. Maybe it, um, I'd say at least three years older because he's not in high school with him. There's True. no mention of him walk. Not that they brothers would always walk to school together, but there's no mention of being worried about, about Diego yeah. seeing Julian at school with them. So he must be out of high school. That makes sense. I also. OK, so Julian. He lives with his brother, Rio. Um, we learn that his mom left them shortly after he was born or when he was younger. Right. And his dad was killed in a drive-by, like a wrong place, wrong time type of thing. Right. And when his, this happened when Rio, the older brother, was 20. Mm-hmm. So he signed up to be his legal guardian so he didn't have to go into foster care. Um they had a big fight a few days before Julian died and Julian left said he was leaving. He's not coming back. We never find out what that fight's about. Do we? No. Okay. Cause I, I was very yeah. worried when we find out that Julian's gay. I was like, Oh my God, they fight about that. Is that what are we going to have to deal with? Like, is this, but I don't think that's what it was. No, I got the related to that at all. I have kitten paws under my door. I thought I heard a beep, and then I just saw kitten pops. Like, let me in. <laughs> and I kind of wish that that had the... Okay. So we never... We even, at the end, we never find out what Rio and Julian's big fight was about, because it was such that Juli- it made Julian say that Rio was better off without him, that he just makes things harder, and this is just better that he's mm-hmm. dead now. We never find out what the fight was about. We don't. I don't know how much it matters, but I'm curious because the other thing is, after all is said and done and Gadriel saves the day, like literally saves the day, mm-hmm. and Julian's alive again, and when he sees his brother, there's no conversation about no, the fight. there's no apology. There's no like, oh my God, you almost died. Like, And we had this stupid fight, and yeah. I could have never seen you again. Like, we don't get that. Yeah, I think those are just signs of a new author more than mm-hmm. anything else or you know because yeah. yeah it is like the, to have okay not nearly the same thing but like when I got sick and mm-hmm. diagnosed and everything my mother for months was just telling me like I needed to work out more it's all kind of in my head it was not that big of a deal and then I ended up in the hospital with needing a blood transfusion and nearly dying and she was like 
it took her a while to stop feeling guilty for mm. missing the warning signs or ignoring my warning signs. She's trying to roll under the door. Oh, no. <laughs> um, and so, and maybe it is just like a guy thing. Maybe that is the difference here. But the fact that at no point Rio's like, I'm sorry, I thought you were just ran away. Or like, you stupid kid, this is why you don't run away. Like, right. don't do this again. Or anything. He's just kind of like, mm-hmm. you're going to pull off your stitches. Right. You're hooked up to machines. Don't, like, just stay in bed. Yeah. It's... I like the comparison. Um, we find out they're both just stubbornly loyal and stubbornly protective yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. And that means that, like, I guess they can't talk things out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, uh, because basically Julian's friends are his part of his family. Uh, Rio helped get Luca out of a gang mm-hmm. that he, Rio, had used to be in. Um, Luca brings Yadiel Maritza to the house to talk to Rio. Right. And Rio immediately gets cake from the fridge and puts it down in front of him so he has something to eat. Like, it's a very, like, he knows Luca's story. He knows yes. his parents are shitty and don't care about him. He knows that who knows. He basically knows, like, who knows when Luca's last meal was. And so I just autopilot, I'm going to feed this kid. Right. Like, he clearly cares about them. It's just like, I mean... I couldn't imagine at 20 having to be the caretaker of my, I don't know how old Julian was at the time, but a young, a child. Yeah. You know, it's a big responsibility. It's a lot. It's. Yeah. I can't, well, we saw Buffy fall into a depression. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Plus she was brought back from heaven by her dumbass friends. Exactly. (laughs) Willow, looking at you. (laughs) Um, I don't think it was a fight about him being gay just because no. I feel like if it was or if that was what was being in- insinuated, there would have been side eye at Yadriel or something. So I don't mm-hmm. necessarily because I think like right. literally when they meet up again in the hospital, he's just kind of like, can you both just get some rest? Do this later. You're both alive. Stop. You're going to injure yourselves more kind of vibe right. rather than like a what's going on yeah here? definitely i also really loved when julian is talking to yadriel about his parents and what happened the truth about his parents mm-hmm. and actually it makes something from the beginning make sense um in the beginning when i think it's when yadriel gives him the pan de muerto the the bread the the dead can eat Mm-hmm. because he says he's starving and he goes to translate it and Julian's like oh I know what that is I, I can speak Spanish but I choose not to right. and Yadriel thinks that's a little weird to say but then he learns later that he used to speak Spanish with his dad only because you know just at home and because at school most of his friends just spoke English and so when his dad it was just something him and his dad did basically and when his dad died it felt too intimate to do it with anyone else and then the way he asks for a kiss from Yadriel later on is in Spanish. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yes, kiss this ghost boy right now, please. <laughs> Make out, please. I do love ghost boys. Ghost boys are great. Yes, especially ones who can speak Spanish yes. with a beautiful uh, Colombian accent. Yes. Which I don't really know if I can place a Colombian accent. 
No. Really any accent I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was the other thing. The brewer hexes. There was discussion of how they there were different backgrounds. Yes. So. Yep. El Salvador. Yeah. There's Cuba. His dad's from Haiti, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It either is a marrying in or they're blending mm-hmm. up different brew hexes. Yeah. Um, let's see what else. I really liked the end, like the big climax mm-hmm. when, okay. So as I'm reading, right, I'm reading, I'm like, oh my God, we're going to discover the uncle, but I hope we're not. I hope it's anybody else. And then the word sobrino, which means nephew. I was like, fuck, he only has one uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> I haven't heard any aunts call him that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Or that I haven't, like, or any of the also that would have the motivation to. Um, but that whole setup, because Miguel is dead, the other two are clearly dead, mm-hmm. Julian is dying. Um, the whole setup, and then Tio's, like, the, 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 the ceremony type of thing that he's doing where he does bring forth a fucking jaguar guy. Yes! What? That was so cool. <laughs> Intense. I said something about strictly Catholic or, like, incredibly Catholic, and I'm realizing that's wrong. I think that is just me putting that yeah. on it being a Latinx community, yeah. uh, which comes from the Latinx community that I lived in in New York was incredibly Catholic. Yeah. But, yeah, there is a conversation about hell, and Yadriel's like, we don't believe in hell. They believe in, um, basically, where the Jaguar god is. I love that story yes. so much that um i don't know if i'm saying it right i think it's chibalba uh that sounds about right is the it's basically where Bahalm, the jaguar god he mm-hmm. used to rule and like people had to go through there to get to the afterlife where lady death ruled mm-hmm. and like have peace and he ate the souls of anyone who failed like mm-hmm. didn't get past all the monsters and shit that he had going on and that clearly wasn't enough for him um but that basically he's trapped there now I just, I love that whole story. Yeah. And like how Dia de Muertos is also the, her reward for them helping her defeat, defeat him. Mm-hmm. Like, what? Yes. And that the thing, the sacrifices that the uncle is trying to do is essentially anybody in that cemetery, but especially the, oh. the spirits. Yes. And that. The audacity. Yes. <laughs> It's like, dude, you probably still would have come back as a spirit too. Oh man, do you think? No, he's with the Jaguar King. He's he's not. No, he's he's yeah. yeah. But like, he killed these four. Or he's he killed three people, and he's killing one of whom is his like nephew. Yeah, like what the fuck? Right, because he caught him bringing Julian, and he's killing Julian right now. Mm-hmm. And the plan is to bring forth the Jaguar God, so that he can give him some power, mm-hmm. and then. But he's doing this. At, like, at midnight on Dia de Muertos so that when the spirits of all the ancestors are in that cemetery visiting, the jaguar god can go to fucking town. Yes. Like, the audacity of this man. It's horrific. I love it. <sighs> oh, that was another thing I really liked. So, remember in Coco, mm-hmm. where you cry all the time with the thigh at Remember Me and them forgetting um, his, his real grandfather. Yes. <laughs> like, how he's fading. So when Yadiel is talking to Julian about the ofrendas and how his ancestors can come back and blah, blah, blah. But it, and he was just like, oh, like your 
your cemetery is just full of all these people or spirits? And he's like, no, just just the ones that we remember. And like, that's super sad. And Julian voiced what I was thinking, just like in Coco, when watching Coco, like, oh, that's super sad. And yeah, they was like, not really. The way I look at it is like all of my like my great great grandfather i don't remember him but like all the people he was close to are together just partying it up in the afterlife and right. i was like that is such a nice way to think about it I, okay i did really appreciate that yes except the story in coco is that they disappear forever so <laughs> i like this version better <laughs> <laughs> there's a book that bar like used a similar idea of like you go into this after world city and everything until nobody on earth can remember you or Mm -hmm. like you know whatever and then like suddenly people start just disappearing left and right at like a rapid Hmm. rate and then it's eventually this one dude because on earth it's this one woman who's dying (laughs) and like so it just that whole concept both the way it is presented here really enjoyed way that was presented Mm -hmm. in that book terrifying afterlife yeah um, but yeah, I did. So this is where my second, this whole scene with the, the uncle, mm-hmm. um, because he summons, um, forgetting the other God's name. I keep. Baham? Uh, no, no, no. Um, Yadriel after defeating oh, his uncle. Oh, Lady Death. Lady Death. Or something with they. I was like, dead lady? That's not right. Why can't I get this <laughs> right in my head? And they have a conversation and I was like. Swear to God, mm. cannot have my queer character dying because that is such a trope. Like, it is yeah. such a shitty cis het trope. And I was like, but I couldn't <laughs> see a way around it yeah. because and when so- he calls, when he calls her. I was like, I don't know if she's going to give him this as I personally, I was like, I feel mm-hmm. that this is a bit, this is a just reward because he defeats his uncle. He doesn't mean to, but he, he knocks his uncle into the water and the Jaguar God eats him. Mm-hmm. So uncle's dead. He wants her to bring back Julian, Miguel and the other two people. And I personally was just like, you know, for stopping a Jaguar God from yeah. coming to earth, I think that you should do this. But she says she can't. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell? Because he has the power to do it. Yeah. But I do like that she is at least in agreement of, like, they were taken before their time. Yes. This was yes. not she what they say were that. destined to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is by Yandriel sacrificing himself that he's able to bring him back. And, like, my brain was stuck between we're not killing like, mm-hmm. I swear to God, like, this can't end with Yadriel dead mm-hmm. because that is leaning into the mm-hmm. shittiest rope ever. And then my brain also being like, this is a non-binary author. They're not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I was like, it's YA. We can't kill YA. Yeah, we can't kill our main character in YA. You're wrong. <laughs> I, yep, you told me that and I'm going to avoid that book series. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to stick in my delusion of you can't kill <laughs> the main character. Our hero in the YA book. There I, are several YA series, but that's always, that's the, that's the one that sticks out to me. We're talking about the Divergent series. It's been out long enough. If you yeah. haven't read it, like, and that's right. going to be something to put you off, fine. Um, because, <laughs> so I've read it twice now. And the first time mm-hmm. I read it, 
I made a Facebook post, which was like, God damn, there's so much trauma going on. I just want Tris, who's the main character, to have a happy life. And all my friends being like, how far are you into this book? Where are you in this book? And me being like, oh, you guys, nobody, someone should have given me a heads up. But then rereading it a second time, Mm -hmm. um, which I couldn't tell you why I did that, except for maybe I'd watched the movie and was like, all right, let's dive through this again. She has such a savior complex that Mm, it, interesting, like throughout the whole thing that I was like, oh, this was always obvious that Mm, she was going to die. Well, that's good to know if I ever. Yeah. I don't but recommend I, like, them. They're they're part of yeah. that whole, unless you just want like a really like shitty YA dystopian <laughs> book series. I mean, I say this as someone who read like has read this twice now, like yeah. whatever. But it is that my team. time period of dystopian also leaning into some Harry Potter stuff because everybody has a uh. faction rather than a house. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know, my TBR list is is, is yeah. long enough and growing with every book of the month that I get, so I'm good. The other <laughs> thing is this book series got turned into movies that did so bad. Yeah, they split, uh, that I remember. They split the last movie in half. <laughs> that second half has never come out, and it's never going to come <gasps> out. It has No. Like, okay, this... I didn't know that. I just knew the movies didn't do well. <laughs> no. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, they were like, this, the first part had to do... X amount well mm-hmm. for them to get that second. I'm like, why did you split it? But whatever. And I also, I feel like those movies came out and I got really annoyed. Who, the main character, the, the star, Shaylee, Shaylee. Yeah. Woodley. Something. Yeah. Woodley. She was on the cover of Bust Magazine, which is a feminist magazine. Mm-hmm. Like she was literally on the cover. And then a little while later, she came out and said that she wasn't a feminist. Like that whole, like, ah, I'm not a feminist. She like, whatever. And I was just like, really stupid, idiotic things that I've been like, oh. Yeah. You're that kind of hippie. Yeah. So that might have been offensive. I was like, I'm not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> but really, she's, yeah, she's almost the kind of person you would be convinced would be doing some kind of MLM cult of like, this kind of grass Ooh. is going to heal you. She, I've read some weird interviews by her. I feel like she's engaged to Aaron Rodgers. Really? Which I was like, What? <laughs> So she, her breakout role was the lead in Secret Life of American Teenager. Yes, which I never watched, but yes. My sister looked just like her then. Oh, yep. She's engaged to Aaron Rodgers. What? That's so bizarre. Yeah. She's 29. How old is Aaron Rodgers? I don't know. He's 37. He's still playing? Really? Is he? I don't know. Can I just, go- I'm just going to Google is he still playing because I'm not looking at this whole wiki page. Aaron, no, I still playing football. Not is he married? I don't give a shit. He has three. Wait, it says is an American a, football quarterback for yep. the Green Bay. So yeah, he's still playing. This article from April thirtieth says he has three years remaining on the four year one hundred thirty four million dollar extension he signed with the team in twenty eighteen. He's getting up there though. Yeah. Yeah, she's an interesting one, but yeah, I don't. Like, I will say that that book series holds a special place in my heart because I was so mad. Honestly, I was mad about other things about that, the last book. Mm-hmm. 
outside of the savior complex. And then she, the author made it even worse. And like, cause there's love interest that, you know, gets left behind. And then he starts dating someone that he spends the entire fucking series hating. And I was just like, Oh, you like just completely ruined the series. But that last book was so bad that I sought out so much fan fiction. And that was like my deep dive into archive of our oh, own. Wow right before going to Yellowstone because I didn't have Wi-Fi because I needed someone to, and, and people did, rewrite <laughs> this last book to make it actually good. And this is why people get into fanfic sometimes. Yep. Gotta fix things <laughs> that the authors just could not do on their own. I am now curious if there's fanfic of this book. I want more. I really do too. Okay, because the other thing was, okay, so I like that after Yadriel saves them, passes out, and essentially is dying, the next chapter we pick up from Julian waking up and realizing he's alive, and he sees Maritza, like, yelling at nothing. Yeah. <laughs> because, remember, he can't see her. Exactly. He can't see Lady Death. <laughs> and Maritza is fucking pissed. <laughs> like, because Lady Death came... Also, okay, I liked this too. Before Yadriel realizes that, before she says to Yadriel that he has the power to say, to fix this, um, he's like, what'd you even come for then? Like, why yes. did you even answer me? And Marisa's like, what, what are you, what are you doing? doing? You're disrespecting the guy. <laughs> <laughs> she can strike you dead. Right. Apparently she won't though. Because <laughs> um, she won't bring people back. Yeah. But she heals him and brings him back to life. And before she kind of passes out, she was like, yeah, and I did it without animal blood. Take that, bitch. And I was like, <laughs> I love girl. that so much. Yes. I want a book about her. Yeah. Because it's implied they're going to do great things. And like this is. It, yes, that. Yes. There is no like hanging thread that could lead to a sequel, which is really cool. I do like when books can be read on their own. But man, mm-hmm. do I want her book now. Yeah. There are 17 like, works of fanfic on Cemetery Boys. Nice. Okay. Gonna have to check that out. Yes. Because, like, she uses, blood, like, human blood mm-hmm. that was on the ground. So, clearly, to heal, she does need to use blood. But I'm curious if there's, like, can we get something where she finds a way to heal without it? Right. Because the other thing is, they're not supposed to be able to bring people back from the dead. Exactly. None of them. Yeah. And they did. Both of these these children did. They're, yeah. they're kids. They did. They're both 16. Um, so very clear so that is, he's going to become the leader. She's going to become the, the lead healer. Or yeah. The, the, 100%. Yeah. Well, he's because like his dad, when he makes that speech and calls him my son or no, our son, mm-hmm. because it's Dia de Muertos. Mom's there. It's very. I cried. Definitely two, cried. What, twice. Yes. Twice now. Um, and says that they're going to see great things from both of you. I'm like, she's got to be finding a way. Could she possibly heal or do little healing without blood, period? I think so. Give it to me. Aiden, get on this. (laughs) (laughs) But using the blood that was on the ground, I'm assuming, like, that's what binds Aiden and Julian together because they both have that feeling of, like, connectivity. Was that ever discussed Um, as, like... Yadriel? Yadriel and, and like... And, Ju- and Julian both have this, like, there's yeah. just... Both of them make comments about being able to feel the other one. 
And also, was it was it Julian's blood? I don't I don't know because that's who Dio Catrice was bleeding. Yeah. when they came in, I and I don't know. think Gadriel started bleeding himself. But so if that's it's the case. Julian's blood blood that brought back Yadriel. Right. So which is not Bruhex blood. It's just a person blood. But I don't know, because they talked about how important human blood is. Right. But I guess I just would have thought it would have had... I thought it was their blood that was so special and could bring... The, actually, you know what? I lied. He is bleeding, isn't he? No. I don't know. It's... I, I, uh, The things that I know about magic, because they're not witches, um, is that, like, blood, even if it's not a witch's blood, is super important. <laughs> Julian is bleeding a little bit, at least, because he used his blood to get Lady Death there. He yes. cuts his hand. And then... No, that would be Yadriel. Yadriel. Sorry, yes. Who did I say? Who, uh, Julian. My bad. <laughs> Wrong one. Um, but I'm trying to find... Because when he take He does something with the amulet, but I didn't know if that made him bleed... But he uses the jaguar amulet to release their spirits right. and basically make the sacrifice. So there had to be some blood involved. Yeah. So he take, pressed it to his chest. The golden light ignited his skin. Doesn't quite say he's bleeding. And then the amulet exploded in his hands, throwing him back. That his but energy bled out. I am really curious. Okay, let me... All right, so I'm not entirely sure whose blood it is, but to bring forth a god, it had to have been Yadriel's blood. Right. It could. It had to be a Bruhex blood. Like, it couldn't have been Julian. Right. But... So I'm just curious which blood it was she used to bring him back to life, and if it was the strength of the blood or the strength of her healing power. Um, Maybe her... I think I like the... it's... I think it is her. Yeah, I, I like the idea... But I think it binds them together. Yeah. I'm trying to find I like, chapters. I like the idea that it's Julian's blood because yeah. it's technically less powerful than theirs. Meaning bringing Yadiel back to life was mostly her. Trying to, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I don't want it to be that his power did it. Right. I it's agree her. with that. Yeah, I, I 100% think it's her. But I'm, I do feel like Julian and Yadriel say something very quickly about mm-hmm. feeling the other person. Mm. Not in the same level of like when Yadriel feels a family member die. Mm. Gotcha. Another thing I really loved when Yadriel is being very protective. Oh no, I'm sorry. Julian, he's being very protective of his body, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, when the family comes in and Yadiel's dad is like, who are you? Like, who are you? Is he is he a friend to you? And his response is, mi querido. And I was just like, oh. What is that? What yes. is that? It's like my dear. Okay. Like my loved one. Like, okay. my, like mine. He's mine. Yes. I was just like, oh my God, my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his dad was just like, okay. Oof. Okay. I've never seen you, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> my my son is unconscious here. We got to <laughs> focus on that right now. And that, um, 
when the, the I think it's when the EMT was someone's working on Julian is asking like, oh my god, how long have you were you down there for? Like you're injured, and he didn't say anything because he wasn't he ain't no snitch. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, but I still I do have questions of how they explained all of this to I'm sure police right like would probably have to because I was like you have to get them all out of there. You can't bring EMTs down into this murder dungeon. Yeah. Because that's going to cause a lot of questions, and that's going to be trouble for all of you. Especially with the uncle missing. Right. Because as, as far as I know, there's no one who can make people forget yes. that they saw these things. Um, I also really like that Julian is guarding Yadriel's body, both because he's like, I don't trust you because, like, that was his fucking uncle. And number two, right. I also don't like you guys because... You keep misgendering mm-hmm. my boyfriend. Right. And not accepting him for who he is mm-hmm. and putting him through all of this and like. Exactly. <sighs> yeah. It's his kitty though. Don't treat his kitty though that way. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts or anything else you want to go into? No, I think I'm good. I, I think uh, just again, content trigger warning. If you are someone who is transgender or non-binary and has had issues with family members um, not grasping the concept, this book is going to be very triggering in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's very frustrating because, like, I know his abuelita is like, I love you. I don't know. I get the sense that when she said... In Spanish, she'll always be my little girl. She meant it like she was trying. I don't know. Like, was she trying to just be nice of like, I don't It's I don't know. I, I honestly don't know if it was like a, I don't know. Like, because like, you know, like my dad could say that to me. You'll always be my sure. little girl. Like, was it like in that sense, except accidentally using it- the wrong no, I don't think she accidentally did it, but I feel like she was trying to do it in a way of in like of being endearing. Yeah. But like rather than just being cute. like I don't accept you right now. Right. Like that that's not cute. Like don't do that. Yeah. Like you could always just say you always be my special baby. Gendered language. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm trying to think of an like I I she'd have to put an x on the end. Or oh no. Yeah. And she chose not to. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I would love to see more of this world. Mm-hmm. If possible. I love the story. I love like Dia de Muertos and like just the like the decorating for it. And when his mom comes and is like, look at the great things you've done. And also look at this boy that you're here with. Um, yes. Like, you know. <laughs> And then she's and like, his, his, everything. Yes. And his, his grandfather's spirit is back and is like, that's my grandson who did this. That's my grandson <laughs> who saved the day, y'all. Yes. <laughs> oh, that and that, too. The last thing, when when Yadriel walks in, he's like, oh, God, everyone's, like, staring at you. And Julian's like, they're not staring at me. <laughs> they're staring at you. He's like, well, why? He's like, uh, didn't you tell me no one's brought anyone back from the dead <laughs> in a gajillion years? And you brought back four. <laughs> Like, I appreciate the high-strung anxiety 
mm-hmm. partner with the chaotic ADHD partner vibes. Yeah. It's wonderful. <laughs> they're just, yeah. they're going to be fine. Yep. They're going to be, they're going to do great things. So yes, beautiful, <laughs> highly recommend it. Yeah. Definitely keeping an eye I want, I, see if Yeah. I would love to see more. Yeah. In this world. In this world. Yes. Even if it's like a short story, short story, something in the past. Ooh. So, before we get into what we're reading next for our challenge, what are you reading next that is not for JVC? Um, so, I am going to do uh, adobo and arsenic. Arsenic and adobo. Damn it! Arsenic and adobo. <laughs> that is, at some point I was like, I, I need to look this up, and then I didn't, and was like, well, I'm just going to keep going with this. <sighs> So, yes, I'm going to do arsenic and adobo because you spoke so highly about it. <laughs> um, and then I also just got, like, way too much of a haul of comics. Uh, so I do actually plan on catching up on the Buffy comic. Nice. Yeah. What about you? I'm also literally in this moment realizing I forgot to mention, mention something about the Lost Apothecary. What's up? There's recipes at the back. Oh, no. <laughs> like apothecary recipes yeah. or food recipes? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think there was one for like tea. Ooh. Like it's maybe a type of tea. I don't have the book with me to double check, but then others that were supposed to be like soothing types of things. Interesting. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Yeah. Made me think of when you said that. I was like, oh, and the recipes. And I was like, oh, my God, the recipes. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So I was going to do Mexican Gothic. <gasps> Because you've spoken so highly about it, but yes. now I'm like, oh, do I just move on to the next Diviners? No, oh, you know what? One I don't know or what the other. Do. Both are good. Both are good you know choices. What? I'm gonna have to just make the decision tomorrow. Yeah, well, no, yeah. Both yeah. are great options. Um, yeah, Mexican Gothic. Uh, we actually went to a bookstore yesterday, a used bookstore, to see if we could find old copies of her other books because they're out of print. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to be reprinted because she just, hmm. Mexican Gothic blew up so much. And she has another book coming out in September Oh, that is about Mexican vampires. Oh, okay. Oh, God. All right. So it's between those two. Yes. Maybe I'll just come back and be like, I did both. Uh, yeah. No, like <laughs> totally. Whichever one, I really, really hope you love both. <laughs> It'll be so cool to hear which one you read and which and, and if you enjoyed it. Something tells me I'm gonna love either one. Yes, yes. <laughs> that I can't really go wrong um, either way. So next for JVC, our next challenge is to read a middle grade mystery book, and we are going with Small Spaces by Catherine Arden. Which, not to give too much away from the uh, synopsis, but it sounds like a bunch of kids are going to get murdered in a field by <laughs> scarecrows, is my prediction. Or go- And or ghosts. <laughs> so Those are both great guesses. Um, yep. Yeah. I'm, and this is a middle grade. Yeah. Like, And I am on board, because the summary of this sounded creepy as hell. Yes. I'm very excited. I, I need to reread both books, because I'm working on the third one slowly, and uh, <laughs> remembering how much... I remember, but also being like, no, I'm ready to jump back into this world completely. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. And yeah, also, really like we're going to have a guest. Yes. <laughs> we're going to have a guest. My sister, Victoria Lucia, will be coming back yeah. on to join us in this read. So, very excited for that. Yeah. 
Hopefully, I could. Hopefully, we enjoy this a little more than we did the magicians when she was last year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. There's no TV show Can for this hope. to compare to. But. Yes. <laughs> uh, so in the meantime, um, is there anything you want to promote? Where can people find you? Um, I guess right now I, I'm slowly working on revamping my website. So you know, go check it out if you want. But best place is Twitter. I'm usually talking about something. Right now, it is an Animorph Gossip Girl crossover. <laughs> nice. So, what about you? Where can people find you? Uh, for me, you can find me here at JBC. Or you can find me on Twitter. I don't tweet much, but I am on there if you want to follow me. Escortez125. You can also find me through the JBC Twitter, which is just JBC Podcast, on there, on Instagram, and Facebook. Um, and also, don't forget, we are members of the Certain POV certain point of view network certain pov uh, so you can find us there at certainpov.com. check out other podcasts check out find a link for our discord on there definitely recommend checking out certain pov yeah there's a lot of good stuff on there definitely yeah all right so we will see everyone in two weeks with our middle grade mystery small spaces we'll see how many kids get killed <laughs> by these scarecrows yeah, you want to give an <laughs> estimate on how many kids you think are gonna die I don't know how many kids there are, but I feel like <laughs> there's a class. It's middle grade. It is a class of kids. It's a class. Yes. It's like 20. <laughs> I don't know. 10. That feels high. <laughs> <laughs> well, because I read, I read Fear Street in middle yeah, school. Yeah. People died yeah. in that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we will be back in two weeks with small spaces. And in the meantime, keep supporting your local libraries and independent bookstores. CPOV CertainPOV.com